Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Labor Day edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? Doing well. Happy Labor Day. Yeah, it's uh, nice. Get an extra day off of work. Did you have a good labor? I had great labors. Thank Excellent. you. Excellent. Yeah, you were all doped up. I was not doped up. I was epidural. Epidural. There you go. All right. Um, let's start with uh, Disney Plus and... Wait, I'm still in last week's stories. Let's start with Waffle Day. Waffle Week. Oh, it's a whole week. It's a whole week. Well, today's the first day of Waffle Week. It is. The Disney Parks blog is celebrating Waffle Week by giving us uh, different recipes uh, each day as part of the Disney Magic Moments hashtag. And this week, inspired by the Tamu Tamu Refreshments uh, location at Disney's Animal Kingdom, they are giving us the recipe for chocolate waffles with espresso frozen mousse. Sounds good to me. Yeah, it looks uh, looks delicious. It does. I don't want to make it, though. No? I just want to order it somewhere. You know what you get? What? You get your standard Mickey waffles. That's what you mean. Your golden compass. Me. No? Golden malted. That's what I meant. Golden malted. <laughs> All right. Um, on September 10th, Disney Magic Moments is going to release an, in another In the Kitchen series. That's right. It is an In the Kitchen video experience um, with Disney chef Kevin Downing. Uh, He works in Epcot, and he's going to be bringing to our kitchens the Canadian cheese cheddar soup, cheddar cheese soup, (laughs) and filet of beef with roasted mushrooms and buer blanc. I don't know. Those are the best two things they they have there. That is true. At La Cellier. And that's when you go over to the Canada Pavilion during food and wine. That's what I usually get. That is correct. It is a favorite at the Taste of Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Mm -hmm. So the the demo will begin. uh, Well, it won't begin. It will be available. It's already been pre-recorded. It will be available as of 5 p.m. on September 10th on the Disney Parks blog. All right. Um, The Run Disney Virtual Series has uh, is celebrating their fifth year. Yep, and in order to celebrate this year, they released um, of, again for the well for the fifth year their virtual series uh, runs, and almost everything is going to be virtual for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this year's theme was the haunted mansion, uh, so they just shared a lot of their, you know, people who have completed the run series uh, with their medals because essentially you're paying for medals. Yeah, you, you you pay to join up, and then you send in your completion log right uh that you completed and they give you medals in uh, in return i'm pretty sure people probably did it like why bother signing up and then because the, the medals are very cool so you would sign up for a run disney thing not bother to run no I would, then... I would do it i mean it's, right, only, I it's like, only a 5k right i feel like people people still do it i'm not going to do a marathon on my own no but would you sign up for the marathon just to get no, the medals unless they were really cool <laughs> All right. Um, so it's been very busy in Disney World this weekend. It's Labor Day weekend, and um, it feels like a lot of people decided that now is a good time to give Disney a go. And there's been a lot of um, fully uh, at capacity um, parks, but also sounds like Disney Springs. Disney Springs was busy yesterday. Um, they were packed. Uh, they had a capacity closure in the parking garages. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that the Disney Springs itself was full, um, but you couldn't park your car at Disney Springs. I would think it would be the other way around first. I mean, like, do they have, is their parking that limited now? The garage, the garages are all that's open. And I think it's two of the garages. 
So, uh, I mean, that's it's good and bad. Uh, the, the good thing is, you know, that's a lot of business for Disney. Um, when you look at the parks, this is the first weekend in the post-COVID shutdown uh, era uh, that has featured a holiday. Uh, as Cheryl and I know, because we were looking to go down there this weekend, and I'm glad we didn't. Um, you know, at least three of the parks were were full and not available through uh, the park reservation system. I believe the last one booked up yeah. also. Yeah. So. Uh, so it was very busy, which is good. But now the thing is going to be, let's let's see what happens in a week to 10 days, you know, from locals who went there. Are the COVID numbers going to spike? And are they going to trace them back to Disney? Right. That's going to be the key. That is true. Because if they just spike, no one's really going to know um, right. that it was related to Disney. Um. Let's see. You know what could help all this spread is uh, if everybody wears a face mask. And shop- if only there was something available at Shop Disney, honey. I think there is. I think they have some new face masks for Halloween. They do. They have uh, at least four new Halloween-themed masks. One is a pumpkin with Disney shapes. Uh, one is some Disney snack shapes with the word boo on it. We've got one mask that looks like Sally from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas's uh, patchwork dress. And then one that looks like the Haunted Mansion uh, butler Um Outfit's got a black bat on it, and it looks like the the vest that he wears as part of his suit. I like them. My question is, have they adjusted the sizing at all? Because we ordered some a bit ago, and the sizing was awful. Yeah. So tiny. One can only hope that the sizing has been adjusted. And then if you are a fan of the new Mulan movie, uh, you can also get some Mulan uh, face masks. Oh, those are nice. Yeah. Okay. One one is the traditional animated Mulan, and one is the new Mulan on her horse. Cool. Um, Disneyland is ho- holding auditions for Black Widow stunt performers. Yep. A few weeks ago, we mentioned the fact that they were uh, auditioning for Captain America and Black, Pan- Black Panther uh, stunt performers, and now they have opened up what we assume um, is the Black Widow. Well, I guess we don't assume it because it says you're going to portray the Black Widow. Um, they're looking for stunt performers between 5'4 and 5'8 to portray Black Widow with an athletic build. Uh, once again, I am within that height range, and uh, I may be throwing my hat in the ring. Nice. I can still do a pretty mean back handspring. Um, so Disney World's hours are out through November, and it looks like those shortened park hours that they put into effect a little while ago are going to stay that way through November 21st. That is correct. Magic Kingdom on all of those dates will be open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., so you will get a good nine-hour day if you're there from rope drop to closing. Epcot is open from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. That's only an eight-hour day. Hollywood Studios is open 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Once again, you get a good nine hours. And then Animal Kingdom is open 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., which is an eight-hour day. I don't think you need nine hours in Hollywood Studios. If you're waiting for Rise of the Resistance, you But do. you can't just wait for Rise of the Resistance. You have to get the boarding group. Well, that's that's what I mean. If you're hanging around, because you know how slow that boarding group process can be. Yeah. And how broken it is. <laughs> and the dates after November 22nd have yet to be added onto the Disney calendar. Okay. Uh, that would be, let's see, Thanksgiving is the... 27th this year, I believe. All right. So Thanksgiving hours are not yet out. I'm sure that they will be a little bit extended. Right. Okay. Um, the Westward Ho quick service stand that's in the Magic Kingdom is reopening. They are going to reopen. Um, and uh, they have their social distancing markers and paraphernalia in place. So it is good to go. 
If you want to get your corn dog nuggets or your pretzels or your churros or a coffee. They have corn dog nuggets? They have corn dog nuggets for six ninety nine. Ooh, I can't get them at Casey's, but and I can get them there. That is true. A pretzel with cheese sauce for six seventy nine. All right. Uh, they also feature Jeffrey's um, Joffrey's Coffee Cold Brew, um, Minute Maid Frozen Lemonade Slushies, Frozen Coca Cola Slushies, Potato Chips, and uh, Twinnings of London Hot Tea. All right. Um, the People Mover refer- refurbishment has been extended through November. That's right. It was originally on the list through October thirty first. However, they have now changed the date to November 21st of 2020. That's a bummer. The thought to go there and not ride that is I know. disappointing. I may just run up the ramp and, and run around the track. I can almost see you doing that. Yep. Uh, Jelly Rolls, which is at the boardwalk, has pushed back their planned October reopening indefinitely. That story says it all. Yeah, there's not really much more to say about that. Um, we could say what Jelly Rolls is. Sure. What is Jelly Rolls, Cheryl? Um, it's a dueling piano. Bar, is that Tony. one? Yeah. What's the other one that they have there? They have another club there. Is that like they one have of a country? The Atlantic Dance, Dance Hall. Hall. Okay. So yeah, so if you're hanging out at the Boardwalk, um, Trattoria Al Forno, the Pizza Window, Boardwalk ba- Bakery, Leaping Horse Libations, Abracadabar, the Screen Door General Store are currently all open to guests. Um, the uh, Jelly Rolls, as Cheryl mentioned, is a well, I mentioned. It's a dueling piano bar that's been pushed back indefinitely, and I believe that the Atlantic Dance Hall uh, is closed as well. But I would think so. That one wasn't nearly they as just, popular. They don't really do much. It's usually like an overflow type of thing, and yeah. it's not open unless crowds are like super busy. Right. All right. Um, the Love Pop greeting card store um, is opening in Disney Springs. Yep. Love Pop used to be a... Uh, a vendor inside the market co-op which is a, a, in another part of disney springs but they are now getting their own brick and mortar location they are next to uh well in between the ron john surf shop and super dry and uh they're going to be opening soon they've got uh, construction uh a construction wall up in front of the door but their new signage is up so if you want to check out their greeting cards uh when they're open eventually you can check them out Okay. And Love Pop is, you know, they're kind of those 3D pop-up uh, cards. cards. Yep. Um, Mulan debuted on Disney Plus this weekend, um, if you were willing to pay the, what was it, 26 $29.99. $29.99. Um, and then on December 4th, it's going to be available to all Disney Plus subscribers at no extra charge. That's right. Um, Mulan is available in the Disney Plus subscriber premiere access plan which will be available from September 4th through November 2nd. Uh, if you do not purchase it by then, there's going to be a little bit of uh, uh, non-availability, and then it will be open uh, for free to all users as of December 4th, 2020. I still want it to come out in the theater. I know. I'm, I'm still hoping that it comes out at least for one or two weeks. Have you noticed that I'm like holding out and I haven't recommended us watching it yet? All right. Well, I, I will probably purchase it at some point, but... Uh, you know, this is an effort by them. We've mentioned it before. You know, the film cost $200 million to produce a major motion picture. The the um, press budget for that is usually, you know, the same cost as the production cost. So considering this movie has been announced and delayed multiple times, I am sure that their, their media budget for this has probably exceeded $200 million. 
Um, so they're trying to do what they can to get uh, just to recoup just to recoup the cost. I know, but sticking it in the theater, mm-hmm. how would that hurt anything? I there's got to be more. There's got to be something more to it, like what they have to pay the theaters or something. I don't know. I don't. Know. I would think the theaters would be clamoring for it. Right. Well, you know what theaters are getting it. Theaters in mainland China. Well, that's not going to help me at all. No, but Mulan will open in theaters on September 11th in mainland China. Um, and uh, they are currently uh, operating normal, uh, operating normally, uh, although they say normally, but their seating capacity is at 50%. So uh, that is big. It is supposed to be one of the largest releases that China has had. So we'll, we'll see how the numbers go in China. All right. Um, speaking of Mulan, there's a new hashtag, uh, hashtag Boycott Mulan. Yes. Why is this a thing? So the star of the new uh, film, uh, Liu Yifei, uh, who portrays Mulan, back in 2019, she posted on Weibo, which is the uh, Chinese version of Twitter, and uh, she said that she supported the Hong Kong police. Now, in all the events that have gone on over the past eight months, we've probably forgotten uh, the Hong Kong protests that occurred uh, back in 2019. If you remember, Sandy and John were on their tour of uh, the Asian Disney parks mm-hmm. uh, when they encountered the Hong Kong protests right. and had some issues. Um, but it is a... I guess the most similar thing you could say is it's it's very similar to the Black Lives Matters protests in the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, except in Hong Kong, they are protesting uh, uh, police brutality as well as the suppression uh, of the Chinese government. And uh, she essentially said that she supports the Hong Kong police. Uh, so people don't like that. So the Boycott Mulan hashtag is coming across on various social media platforms um, basically Twitter. Uh, so you may have seen that out there. Um, I don't know. It's not going to stop me from watching it. No, I mean, that kind of stinks for Disney. They're struggling, you know, to, to get this movie out there and make some money. Mm -hmm. And they've got this actress who, before they even, I'm sure they were done filming before she even did this. Right. Now they're having to deal with the with the consequences of, you know, her actions. Right. So Liu was born in China, came to the U.S. at age 10, became a U.S. citizen, and then moved back to China to pursue her acting career at 15. All right. Um, One Day at Disney is premiering a new episode. Yes, they are premiering a new episode, uh, as they do every Friday. And this week's episode is focusing on Alice Taylor, who is a VP at Studio Lab. And throughout the course of the episode, you get to see a new version of Figment. And who is Figment? He's the stupid brown dinosaur. First off, he's not brown. He's kind of purplish. Oh, purple. Did I say brown? Purple. I meant purple. He's a purple dinosaur. Um, He was the spirit of imagination when Epcot originally debuted. Um, His reputation has been tarnished by that horrible ride in the Imagination Pavilion. Um, but whatever, for the purposes of this one day at Disney short, we do get to see some new mock-ups and some new drawings of Figment. Uh, so one can only wonder if perhaps we're going to see some new Figment content pretty soon. I bet we are, because it seems like in all the reimagining, if you want to call it that, of Epcot, what they're really trying to do is go back to like an 80s version of Epcot. And that 
version included Figma. Right. And um, they are reopening, well, not reopening, they are opening the Play Pavilion, which used to be the Wonders of Life Pavilion. So I wonder if perhaps Figment will have a little bit of a presence in there. Possibly. Yep. Um, in Universal News, uh, all parks were closed at capacity on um, this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. So that's uh, kind of big news for them. Yeah, same story like, you know, with Disney, a very busy holiday weekend. Uh, you've got a lot of locals going uh, to the parks. Um, and unlike Disney, they, well, we didn't look at the Sunday reservation system for Disney, but Universal actually hit their capacity uh, Saturday and Sunday this week. Yeah, I mean, that's good news for for Universal because they were talking about their numbers being so bad that they were going to possibly uh, close certain days of the week. Right. So There's been no more talk of that well, that's uh, good. Y- yet. Okay. Um, I'm sure you're excited about this. I don't care so much, but there's a pumpkin moldorama machine at Universal now. I am very excited about that. Um, I've mentioned before my fascination with Moldorama. Uh, Moldorama is a small machine that for $6, uh, well, that's what they're charging now. I think when I was a kid, it was like 50 cents. Right. Um, And uh, they make little plastic mold figures. Um, We talked a couple weeks ago about the Franken mold Moldorama machine Mm -hmm. at Universal's uh, Halloween store, the Halloween Nights Tribute store. And now they have debuted a second Moldorama machine, which is doing orange pumpkins uh, related back to Halloween Halloween Horror Nights from 1992. Very exciting. So that's pretty cool. Um, It's pretty funny that uh, when you look at the story, so Cheryl knows what these are like. They just make these little plastic pumpkins. I love the smell. It smells like melted crayons when it comes Mm -hmm. out. It's nice and warm. Well, apparently- They're wax though, right? They're not, are they plastic or wax? They're plastic. Okay. Um, It's a very thin plastic. Uh, but apparently the machine, what I'm reading is that the machine was miscalibrated. So a lot of them are coming out with uh, holes in the back of them. Uh-oh. Um, and the cast members already have prepared good ones to trade you. Oh, but that's not cool. That's because, not fun. No, because then you don't get the nice warmth of the Moldorama no. figure that you yeah, just created. That's, I don't know. That's sort of disappointing. I'd be right? very bummed about that. They better As fix the I. machine before you get there. That's right. Not that you're Although going. I won't be going there, so. <laughs> um, and then our last story today, um, the 2020 IAAPA Expo is not going to be held in Orlando. And what is the IAAPA? Um, International Amusement Park Association with an extra A thrown in there. It is the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions. I was, I was very close. Yes, so the IAAPA. Uh, usually holds their expo in Orlando, which is also where they're headquartered. Um, Last year in 2019, they had 42,000 attendees from more than 100 countries. And this is one of the events that is held at the Orange County Convention Center. Uh, We mentioned last week that the Orange County Convention Center has lost like 58 events, um, which is big for them. But uh, due to COVID-19, they are canceling the 2020 IAAPA Expo, which was due to be held uh, during November, uh, from November 30th to December 4th. Uh, Actually, those dates are wrong. That's the next one. But at some point in November. Uh, They are looking to do a virtual version of the Expo, um, which has got to be torturous. But they are looking back at uh, 2021. The IAAPA has 6,000 members worldwide. 
uh, and these members include theme parks, water parks, zoos, aquariums, museums, science centers, family entertainment centers, resorts, manufacturers, and suppliers. Okay. So uh, that's where a lot of rides and attraction ideas come from. And, uh, you know, that's where all the vendors go. So sad news for the entertainment industry. Bummer. Yeah. So uh, that's the news. We hope everyone has a good Labor Day. It's the official end to the summer season. So enjoy a hot dog or two on my behalf. And until Wednesday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.